0: What were you doing in 1998? Well, for anyone listening whose memory stretches back that far, you know a lot has changed over the past 25 years. Fashion trends, technology, culture, and even Focal Point. So right now, our teacher, Pastor Mike Fabares, is taking you on a trip back in time to 1998 when Focal Point's radio ministry first began. Well, it's important to pause and observe life's milestones, and today we're inviting you to join us for a very special celebration of Focal Point's 25 years on the radio. I'm your host, Dave Druey. So glad to have you with us today. I think you'll enjoy hearing Pastor Mike's personal memories, stories, and insights from 25 years of radio ministry. And joining Pastor Mike to highlight some of the milestones in this ministry is a dear friend and a key partner in this radio ministry, Roger Kemp. So to take us back to July of 1998, I'll pass the mic to Focal Points producer, Roger Kemp, for this special edition of Ask Pastor Mike. Take it away, Roger.
1: Thank you, Dave Druey, and it is a privilege to be here in the studio today with Pastor Mike Fabares. Mike, we're celebrating 25 years. It's amazing. Well, it's great to be here today with you, Roger. Well, let's go back to 1998 for a minute because you have a family. You and Carlin have a family. Yeah. Describe the kids at that point in 98. Wow,
2: 1998. I had a two-year-old, and I had my second son just being born. So, uh, yeah, I, my family wasn't even complete yet. My daughter <laughs> didn't come along until uh, 2002. So, yeah, I was uh, I was a young dad and had one little boy and another one expecting. And, um, yeah, I, I mean, I'd been a pastor for a while. God started this early for me. And, and, and you know some of my story. I did not even intend to be a pastor. I didn't even intend to go to Bible school, I mean, which is all started it when my dad put a finger in my chest and said, you're going to Bible school whether you want to or not, <laughs> which is unthinkable for people today. But that's what my dad said, because he said, before you go to the university, no telling what they're going to be teaching you there, you better get grounded in the Bible. So he sent me off to Bible school, didn't think I would enjoy it. God gets a hold of my life. And then it was like I'm serving and teaching Sunday school. And if someone asked me back in the 90s, are you going to be a pastor? It wasn't on my radar. But, uh, yeah, by the beginning of the 1990s, I was in the pulpit. I was a pastor by the time I was 26. And even that, I, I didn't volunteer for it. My pastor suddenly died. Strangely enough, he died of cancer with a really aggressive cancer. And uh, I just happened to be on staff, and they said, You need to get in the pulpit. And that's how it all started. It's just amazing to see God's
1: providence over 25 years. And of course, you and I now are, we, we had breakfast this morning, and sure enough, we both whipped out our iPhone so we could show off uh, grandkid
2: pictures yes, now, right. that,
1: that little family of yours uh, did pretty well four grandkids now
2: four grandkids and uh, and counting i'm assuming those there's more on the way yeah it's great yeah.
1: and how has your family and now even your grandkids informed your preaching and what we get to hear on Focal Point. Yeah.
2: Well, it's certainly the laboratory for all of our Christianity starts in our home, doesn't it? Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, you can preach a sermon about, uh, you know, being kind or peace or love and all of that, just the first line of that is demonstrated in your home. Priorities, right? Keeping God first. Think about it. You can't even be a pastor, the Bible says, in terms of priorities, unless your home is in order, unless your kids are in order. And, and, And you think about that. And you don't do it for that reason, but you recognize, of course, Christ has to be first in my home. Mm -hmm. Christ has to be the priority of my children, even before they're converted, right? They've got to see the importance of what is important to mom and dad. So, you know, family informs in so many ways because you're working out how the Bible is applied in all your— Earthly relationships at home, right? My wife, my kids, and of course, they're all grown up and out now. But um, yeah, I think everything about the Christian life is first tested in the Christian home. Hmm. You know, over the course of those 25 years, we've seen a lot
1: change for the home, for the church uh, in America. What have you seen change? Let's let's talk for the about the church for a second. What have you seen in your ministry season change over those twenty-five years?
2: Yeah. Well, in some ways, we've just got to remember the exhortation of the apostle Paul that we're not supposed to be driven and tossed by the wind, and every wave of doctrine, everything that's out there trying to push us off mm-hmm. of the of the message. And so I think the challenge for us in our day is the winds are a lot more uh, uh, strong and potent than they were twenty-five years ago, and they're always pushing us to compromise, to capitulate, to change our views on things. And uh, it sends us back to redouble what we understand the Bible to say. What does the Bible say about marriage? What does the Bible say about relationships? What does the Bible say about church, about doctrine, about heaven and hell? I mean, these topics have to be revisited. uh, And when we look at them, we recognize, no, this is what the Bible teaches. And I can't give in to the, the pressure. Uh, The storms, the tumult of this culture, trying to say, well, you shouldn't believe that, uh, or we're going to shame you if you believe that. So I think the challenge for us is to stand strong. And I often think about radio ministry or church ministry or think about your church, if you're listening to this. Your church— Right? We'll have a voice that will matter if it just stays faithful to the Scriptures, and that's hard to do, and it's harder and harder to do when things are pushing against us, but I think that's the biggest challenge. I mean, today there are things that are hard to say from the pulpit, but only because uh, I know the reaction that's going to come from it, not because I'm confused about what the Bible says. Mike, one of the things I love about listening to Focal Point is it's not a passive experience. (laughs) You're
1: really drawing the listener in, not only to hear what you're teaching, but to engage in uh, learning themselves and learning how to consume God's Word themselves. And even in your church where you pastor, you're teaching your parishioners how to disciple one another. That's a big part of the, the DNA of your church, isn't it?
2: Yeah, No, it is. If we don't understand what we're Believing, if we don't, if we're not capable of imparting that to other people and explaining it, uh, then I don't think we really have a, a clear handle on it. And and I know I've listened to sermons um, that I just don't even really know what they're saying. I hear a lot of phrases, I hear a lot of, of, of Christian ease, hmm. but I, I think when I started, I, I recognized what I really need is what um, what I need to give is what I really need to receive, which is clarity about what this means. Like, what does it mean to say uh, God is a God of grace? Or what does it mean to talk about the the fact that I'm saved? We've got to define all these terms. And uh, so I think the focus of my ministry has certainly been to look past the phrases, the flowery concepts, and get to the meat of what these things mean. And then once people can do that, then they can pass that on. They can evangelize with clarity. They can disciple each other with clarity. So I'm I'm all about making sure we've defined our terms. And uh, I think so often we use words and think we've said something, but we really don't know what we've said. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like Jesus said about prayer. You can just pile up empty phrases, think we're heard for our many words. Well, I think even in conversation and certainly in in preaching. We think we've preached because we preached a lot of words that came out of the Bible, but we don't really know what they mean, and we don't explain them clearly. So if you think about the word, and I'm sure our audience has heard the word, expository preaching, that word expository, it really means to explain it. What, do, what, what does it mean? You've got to get to the meaning of the text. And then, of course, I've been trying to emphasize if we understand the meaning, then we ought to know what to do about it, because uh, every truth demands a response. And when Jesus taught his longest recorded message in Matthew chapter 5-7. through seven. He ended it with, blessed is the one who hears these words and puts them into practice. Now, he's teaching clearly. Uh, the question is now, what are you going to do with what you just heard? And that's why I think the combination of clear explanation and then an expectation to do something about it uh, is critical. And of course, the first thing we do is we trust Christ. We trust Christ to save us. We trust Christ to empower us. But then God is asking us to do some things. And that's the important part, I think, of every part of my Bible study in my own personal life or my preaching or my discipleship or my evangelism? Do you understand it? And do you know what this truth demands of your life? You know, tragically in our country,
1: many churches have decided to set their Bible aside or perhaps talk about topics rather than uh, teaching through the Bible and, and actually teaching people what it says. And that's clearly what we're hearing back from Focal Point listeners is that they appreciate that we're not putting the book down. It is a centerpiece, of focal point.
2: Yeah, and and if you think about that, I'm tempted every time I'm preaching through a passage of scripture, and I realize, well, next week I got to preach on this passage of scripture. And if I had a choice, I wouldn't preach on that passage of scripture because it's hard. <laughs> I mean, think about Romans, Book of Romans, Romans chapter eight. Oh, I love that. Nothing can separate you from the love of Christ. I just don't want to preach chapter nine, right? Yeah. And and preaching through the Bible or ten and eleven or are 10, tough ten and eleven. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'll get. I'll just pick it up at chapter twelve if you know the Bible and you know what we're talking about, that's just classic, right? You to skip that section. But you can't if you are a consecutive text preacher, and usually when someone says I'm an expository preacher, that's what we mean. We're expositing and explaining the scripture, usually with consecutive texts within the book of the Bible. And when we're doing that, we can't skip passages. And and and, and I often joke from the, the, from the platform, you know, if, if I could skip this, you know, I would skip it. But I, I didn't write the book. My job is to explain what it says. So let's get into the next passage. And let's explain it. And I'm telling you that is the challenge. Uh, I think of us being faithful to uh, k- preach the whole counsel of God. Like I, I don't want to leave it out. I don't want to cherry pick it. I don't want to pick the favorite passages that I like. And if I were a topical preacher, not that I can't preach a topical sermon, like right. you know, I'm going out uh, soon to preach at an event we're both going to be at, right. and uh, I got to pick what I'm going to preach got one, on. One shot. One shot. Pick a passage and 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 preach that passage well, but. I can't go every Sunday into my own pulpit and just say, well, what do I want to preach on today? It sounds exhausting anyway to me. It would be, and it is great. That is one good thing. I know what I'm preaching next Sunday because it's the next text, so we just keep on going. Yeah. 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 You're
1: listening to a special edition of Focal Point. My name is Roger Kemp. I'm the producer on the Focal Point broadcast. I'm sitting here today with Pastor Mike Fabara, celebrating 25 years. And uh, you can get in touch with us at focalpointradio.org. You know, when we think of uh, 25 years, it's not a pat
2: on the back to ourselves, no. is it? It's really God's faithfulness through his people. Absolutely. Especially because if you think about it, Christian radio is so different than other kinds of radio or TV or, you know, some people, uh, they, they have no idea how it works, right? Right, And, and the way it works is that we uh, have to generate donations to pay for airtime so that they can pay for those towers. It's not commercial where you know the Wamo you know company is underwriting us so this is very different it only works right not if the preacher is any good In an objective sense, it it works if people are saying, I believe in that, I want to support it, I want it to be on the air. So in some ways to say this ministry has been around for 25 years, broadcasting on increasing numbers of radio stations, is really a credit to our listeners. Our listeners have to say, we believe in that, we think this is good, I'm being fed by that, I want to support that, and by God's grace, that's been happening enough for us to stay on the air for 25 years. Yeah, and let me just say a word of thanks to those who have given, because we see you
1: And we are so grateful for you. That's a voluntary act of stepping forward, uh, some sacrificially to give. And and maybe you have no idea how much that means to the cause of this mission that we're trying to accomplish and how much we appreciate that. And uh, if you've never done that, if God's prompting you to give, we invite you to do that at focalpointradio.org. If you're not in a position to do that, that's fine. We're just so grateful that you're listening with us and partaking in uh, feeding at the banquet table of God's Word with yeah. us.
2: And it's also it's like church, isn't it? Church is something – it's not like the movie theater where you pay money to get in to, to watch something. Right. right? It's just like a church. It's a volunteer organization. People give willingly to, to, to make that church – uh, if solvent to, to have them pay their electric bill. And Christian Radio is the same way, right? We, we can't do this unless people are stepping up and saying, it feeds me, it's helpful, and I want to support it. And so we are grateful. And really, and that's why when you say it's not about patting ourselves on the back, that there couldn't be a more true statement than that. This isn't really about saying, look what we did, because we didn't do it. I've said this many times to the people that have given to Focal Point. I would be preaching to the church and my congregation, as long as they continued to give and support the church, uh, whether or not we were on the radio or not. But what matters is that radio happens, Christian Radio Focal Point Ministries happens because people say, hey, we want to get behind that and support that. And if people can't, they can certainly support it by praying for us that God will make this happen. And and I'm just grateful and humbled by the fact that we've been on the air for 25 Mike, years. Mike,
1: you talked about earlier about the impact of some of the Bible teachers on radio on your life. Um, what kind of response are you hearing about Focal Point? What are some of the stories you've heard through the years that have encouraged you from yeah. our listener base?
2: I'll tell you, and it doesn't matter whether there's a donation or not, when we get a letter that says, this sermon that you preached just opened up my mind on this topic, and I understood it. Or I, I, I had a guy um, drove all the way from Montana to come to our church in Orange County, California. And uh, he said, uh, not only did I get saved listening to your program, he said, but I have a, a problem uh, traveling. I just I, – I've been paralyzed by fear and anxiety. I, I, I would never do it. He said, you don't realize just me standing here in your presence wow. – thousand miles away from my home is what the teaching of God's word through your mouth, right, has done to change my life. I mean, we have stories like that. And, and sometimes they're vivid because he's standing in front of me, but so many of them come to us at Focal Point, uh, which is largely a volunteer organization. People are reading those emails. They, they print them out. They put them on my desk. It's just so great to see that people's lives are being changed. And I think back to my early Christian life, and I know how the preachers on the radio changed my life. They gave me an appreciation for God's word. They opened up my mind so I could understand scripture, and uh, it motivated me. Hmm. I mean, I've had stories about people. Uh, I've probably told you this one roger but i had a guy who was going to end his life and he parked his truck he had a gun in the in the glove box he turned on the radio to to listen to a song just that he could listen to one last song on the radio before he shot himself in the head and he happened to stumble upon focal point he heard me preaching he put his gun down and he is he became a christian and he wrote us this letter about what had happened and i was just like okay even humanly speaking, you think this life was saved temporarily on this earth, but not only that, the guy says he put his trust in Christ, his sins are forgiven, he's going to live with Christ without reference to his sins forever. Those are amazing stories, because if you go back to the beginning of our discussion, one guy said, hey, what if we put these sermons over the wall? <laughs> now I trust God would use someone else to have done that, but we're so humbled that God would use Focal Point Radio to make that happen. God's Word is powerful. powerful. And we're
1: talking about radio because radio is somewhat ubiquitous. You and I are most familiar with radio. But really, when we use that word, uh, we're thinking of every tool that's available to us today, which we love. 25 years ago when we got started, we didn't have the, the phone. We didn't have the digital capacity that we do today. And so it's just really exciting to see how God has propagated totally. his cause for that.
2: So many ways. Yeah, people can carry around focal point in their pocket. Right, that and something. And listen to sermons. Uh, when we started, I remember our first conversation. Um, we had no idea there'd be a thing called XM Sirius Satellite right. Radio that would beam the same programming across the country. Right. And every afternoon, Focal Point gets to be on that because of our listeners. And that's often how I catch it. Yeah, on, on XM. So I just think technology changes, podcasting, you know, all these apps, the websites, uh, but it's all the same thing when you think about it, right? Radio often is the thing that starts people and exposes people to focal point, but they're getting something in the privacy of a one-on-one experience, usually, me and my car radio, or me and my my headphones at the gym, and they're hearing the word of God taught. It's amazing when I, I meet people that listen to focal point, they, they feel like they know me, they, yeah. they know my kids, yeah. because I use them as illustrations all the time, <laughs> uh-huh. they know my wife, right. uh, it's just so fun. The intimate relationship that you end up having with listeners who listen every day, and uh, it's amazing.
1: You know, d- television is not so much that
2: way. No. We watch TV in groups. We go to movie in groups. And,
1: but radio, and, and uh, w- once you put those earbuds in, mm. it becomes a very personal experience between Mike mm. and the listener. Right. And it's also predisposed to
2: discipleship yeah. rather than entertainment. Yeah. And, and I, I had a guy recently come up to me uh, from L.A., came down to Orange County, and he said, and he meant it with all seriousness, I've listened to every single thing on your website, wow. and you being the producer, you know how much material we have. I mean, it's 25 <laughs> years worth of material. Uh, listen to everything, all of our, our Thursday night studies, all of our weekend studies, and the guy consumed it. He was going through a hard time, marriage was in trouble, on his own, living in an apartment, and just said, this has been a lifeline for me and sustained me. So the guy's not watching cat videos on YouTube, right? He's, <laughs> he's turning on uh, the teaching of God's word. And you know my program, and many of my listeners listening now, they know the program. I mean, this is like really just we're going deep into God's Word. We're trying to understand it. And uh, it's changing people's lives, and it's there for free. It's out there on the internet. It's just an amazing thing. So many, even talk radio, everything's behind a paywall. People are, you know, they got to pay to get it. We are so grateful that this is out there. It's just what the Apostle Paul would do, right? If he could blanket Asia Minor in the first century with the radio broadcast of the preaching of the gospel and of the Word. I just think we're standing in a long line of people that want the same thing. We just have some tools today to do it in a much broader way. Yeah, that's great. You know, Mike, I'm thinking of somebody who's
1: listening to us right now, about 25 year, 25 year anniversary there there in some unknown place in our country. uh, Maybe in a period of their life where they're struggling to stay faithful to God's word, to stay faithful to what they know to be right, that 25 years to them sounds like a pipe dream. They, wow. they're just slogging it out. I wonder if you would have a maybe a word of encouragement for that person today who, who just really needs to know that they need to
2: stay the course. Well, I know that you're a uh, committed follower of Christ, and you probably have to tell yourself the same thing I have to tell myself, right? Mm -hmm. Like, when we got to know each other, our hair wasn't gray, we didn't have grandchildren, (laughs) uh, and we didn't have the aches and pains we have. The the struggle of life uh, is something, I think, of Galatians 6, it's easy to grow weary, right? We want to We just, like, it's tiring, it's hard uh, to continue to go to church, continue to read the Bible, continue to pray, and sometimes in cases where you see no hope, uh, go to work, to hear the news, to see things going from bad to worse in the culture. And I would just say this. Yeah, it's going to get a little more difficult. Mm. The older we get, you're going to struggle more to tie your shoes or go to the gym or be healthy or you're going to have cancer, whatever. We're all going to have these troubles. And the culture forecast is it's going to go from bad to worse. But Jesus said, take heart. I've overcome the world. Our, Our focus has to be on the finish line. And God would have us not check out or give up not grow weary in doing good, but run through the tape. And I would tell the listeners, run through the tape. Mm. Don't let the pain, don't let the discouragement, don't let the betrayal, you're going to have all these things happen to you. And God is saying that is just a reminder that my forecast is exactly right. And you just need to keep on going. So don't give up, run through the tape. It's all going to be worth it. And, And Paul's last paragraph of the last book he wrote in the last chapter second timothy chapter four right he he says i i finished the race right i i, I kept the face i i just want us all to finish that way not giving up not despairing i want to be saul on mount gilboa i want to be paul running through the tape so everybody run through the tape don't grow weary it's going to be hard but we'll get there
1: And we thank God for uh, that counsel, Mike. We thank God for 25 years of faithfulness to Focal Point. If it would be his will, may we see another 25 for
0: his glory. All right, I hope so. We'll see. And that was Pastor Mike Fabares with Focal Points producer, Roger Kemp, celebrating 25 years on the year with Focal Point Ministries on today's edition of Ask Pastor Mike. And if you want to learn more about Focal Points radio ministry, please visit focalpointradio.org. And while you're on our website, I want to encourage you to request a special resource that Pastor Mike has selected for our listeners called Why Would Anyone Follow Jesus? 12 Reasons to Trust What the Bible Says About Jesus by author and evangelist Ray Comfort. In this insightful book, Ray Comfort tackles many of the typical challenges you'll hear as you share your faith. Ray addresses intellectual arguments with skill, and he tackles troublesome topics like money and atheism with wit and wisdom. Most importantly, he explains why it actually matters to your life right now. So get encouraged and get inspired to share your faith when you read, Why Would Anyone Follow Jesus? We'll send you a copy of Ray Comfort's book when you give a donation of any amount this month in support of Focal Point. Your donation will help us reach more people with clear, hard-hitting answers from Scripture. So donate and request the book when you call us at 888 or donate online at focalpointradio.org. Now, maybe you're new to Focal Point and aren't quite ready to give just yet. We'd still love to hear from you. When you contact us, we'll send you a free booklet called Following Jesus, I'm a Christian, Now What? This easy-to-understand guide is perfect for new believers or to use as a tool for outreach and ministry. Following Jesus will teach you the basics of faith and Christian living, and it's our free gift to you today just for getting in touch. Find it at focalpointradio.org or call 888-320-5885. Or if you prefer to mail your donation, our address is Focal Point, Post Office Box 2850, Laguna Hills, California, 92654. Well, that's all for today. I'm your host, Dave Drewy. So glad to have you with us. And be sure to come back again next time as we continue exploring God's Word together right here on Focal Point. The program was produced and sponsored by Focal Point Ministries.